Good morning. Today is Sunday, May 8th, 2022. Today is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. I've always celebrated Mother's Day. And in honor of Mother's Day, I'd like to share this with you this morning. And it's based on an essay by Heather Cox Richardson. Now, I have quoted her to you in the past. She is a historian and a wonderful writer. And I subscribe to her daily email, which is about world events. And it's written from a historical point of view to give the historical background to what is happening today and also to write about the historic implications of what is happening today going forward. And I find that I learn a lot from her. And this is what she wrote today. So if you research the history of Mother's Day, you will find that Mother's Day began in 1908 when Anna Jarvis decided to honor her mother and it spread into an annual day for each person to celebrate their mother, Mother's Day. But in fact, Mother's Day actually started in the 1870s and it started by a woman named Julia Ward Howe, a woman who lived in Boston, but it was spelled differently. We spell Mother's Day today, mothers, possessive, M-O-T-H-E-R, apostrophe, S. I celebrate my mother. It's in the singular. But the original day, Mother's Day, was spelled differently with the plural possession, M-O-T-H-E-R-S, apostrophe. And it was originally intended not to designate a day to be nice to their mother, but it was part of women's effort to gain power to change modern society. And what had happened was in the 1860s, of course, in the United States was the Civil War. And that was the first time in human history that there was a shift, something new happened that was very, very terrible. It was the first war where long-range weapons were the main weapon of that war. And what that did is, not only did it turn death in war into something that was of much, much greater numbers, even per capita, than anything that had happened before. Because when you can kill people at a great distance and you can kill many people at once, it's very different than if you're killing, you know, chas v'shalom, you know, it's, 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 even one death is terrible. But when you're killing one per, people one by one, you know, up close with, with, with uh, however you're going to do it, but it's a whole different order of magnitude. And also it introduces this terrible, terrible anonymity of death because the person doing it and, and, you know, it's just grown so, so terribly 
much greater in our day, but but you're causing death to people you can't see, you don't know, as opposed to when it is, I'm not saying it's any better, but it's different when it's up close personal. You see the eyes of the person you're killing. You see the blood coming out of them. It's a, it's a whole different thing. So the women who watched their men march off to war were haunted by the results of so many deaths on both sides in the United States Civil War. They lost fathers, they lost husbands, they lost sons. And the men, of course, who did come home were also often scarred in body and mind for life. But out of the Civil War, there also came a new sense of empowerment for women because during the war, women had taken over roles that had previously been unavailable to them or closed to them that were necessary because all the men were off fighting. So women were managing farms. They were harvesting fields. They worked in war industries. They were raising their children, of course, and they were nursing soldiers. And when the war ended, many women had the full intention of continuing to participate in national affairs as they had during the war. But when the 14th Amendment was passed to the United States Constitution, and that was the amendment that gave African-American men citizenship, result of the Civil War, that 14th Amendment did not mention women. And so, in 1869, women organized the National Women Suffrage Association and also the American Women Suffrage Association to promote women's rights to have a say in American government. And Julia Ward Howe was a key figure in this movement that women should be able to vote. She was an enormously talented writer. She is the one, by the way, who wrote the Battle Hymn of the Republic, which, if you know American history, maybe you know it's a very famous song uh, in American history, and it was written in the early years of the Civil War, and, uh, and she wrote it. And she believed strongly that women as mothers had a special role to perform in the world. Because for Julia Howe, the Civil War had been traumatic, but at least it had led to a very positive outcome with emancipation of slavery. Okay, so there was this terrible bloodshed, but there was something positive that did come out of it. But in 1870 there was the outbreak of the Franco-Prussian War in Europe. And that was a war that was terribly, terribly bloody. And about that war, she wrote, I was visited by a sudden feeling of the cruel and unnecessary character of the contest. It seemed to me a return to barbarism, the issue having been one which might easily have been settled without bloodshed. The question forced itself upon me. 
Why do not the mothers of mankind interfere in these matters to prevent the waste of that human life of which they alone, mothers alone, know and bear the cost? And so she had a new vision. She wrote of the august dignity of motherhood and its terrible responsibilities, and she wrote an essay titled An Appeal to Womanhood Throughout the World. And in that essay, she wrote, men always had and always would decide questions by resorting to mutual murder. But women, she wrote, did not have to accept this state of affairs. Mothers could command their sons to stop the madness. So she wrote this essay. She had this essay translated into French, into Spanish, Italian, German, and Swedish, and she distributed it thousands and thousands of copies as widely as she possibly could. And she called for a festival which should be observed as Mother's Day, M-O-T-H-E-R-S apostrophe, which should be devoted to the advocacy of peace doctrines. And it was to be held on June 2nd of every year, and that was a date chosen that would allow, at least in the United States, for open-air meetings. And she organized international peace conferences, and many American states developed their own Mother's Day festivals, but M-O-T-H-E-R-S apostrophe in the plural And that was the original Mother's Day, again, spelled differently. But after a short while, she gave up on that because she realized that before women, mothers, could start to have that kind of impact on world society, there was a lot of work that had to be done, and she threw herself into the struggle of women's suffrage. For women to be able to vote, that's got to be the first step. Because if women are not even voting, then how can they have any kind of impact on such an important subject? And she understood that in order to create a more just and peaceful society, women, mothers, in her in her view, must take up their rightful place as equal participants in American politics. And I have shared this with you before. I firmly believe that when more women are in positions of power and decision-making, that the world will indeed be a much better place. So, While we do celebrate today Mother's Day, celebrating every one of our own mothers, M-O-T-H-E-R apostrophe S, it's worth remembering today the original Mother's Day and Julia Ward Howe's conviction that women must make their voices heard. I want to wish my mother and all mothers a very happy Mother's Day 
with both spellings of that term. I wish you a great day, and I look forward to seeing every one of you soon in person.